ever. And then I watch it and I'm like, this shit sucks. It was like, it did not live up to the hype that the people around me had given it my entire life. I can see that. Like, I don't think Grease is amazing. It's no, just give Greece. me, like... <laughs> it's just Grease. Give me there. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Give me Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Give me something better. Chicago is, like, amazing. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. All of the musicals, just not that one. Welcome, all you creepy crawly little parasites out there. This is another episode of Creeptology, the podcast. The podcast where we delve into the strange and unusual... I am your host today, Michaela, and joining me is my lovely co-host, as always, the beautiful, wonderful Salem. Hello, hello. I am here, I am queer, and I have some fear depending on the situation. I have a lot of fear. I am, I try to not be as fearful as I used to be, but when it comes to, like, heights... Mm. And bugs. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's still a big no for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a hard pass. How do you feel about dolls? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> nope. I've had bad encounters with dolls. We're not friends, and we never will be. You want to share with the class your bad encounter with a doll? Well, like, one of my best friends growing up had a porcelain doll, and it was... So I used to have some porcelain dolls, as does every mm-hmm. young female child. And, in the 90s. Right, in the 90s. Yeah. And I was fine with them until one night I had a dream that, like, my favorite doll came to life and stabbed me. Oh, and, that's like, fun. Yeah, and ever since then, just kind of creeped me out. And then I was staying the night at one of my best friend's houses at the time, and she had this beautiful Irish porcelain doll that had, like, a cowl behind it it was like really honestly really pretty but her house was haunted and it was known like her little twin brother and sister would talk to the walls and shit and tell me that the ghosts in the house were threatening to kill me it was fun fun times i have a lot of stories about that house so her dolls she collected porcelain dolls and she had a bunch at the foot of her bed and i woke up one morning and the irish doll the eyes were gone but the face wasn't broken and like it would it hadn't moved and we like shook it to see if it had like rattling inside no nothing it like the eyes were just gone it was just hollowed eyes after we had woken up and she had this like chair that she would stack her uh dolls on it was like a gaming chair and no matter where we would put it in the room we would turn it away from us whenever i was over and it would just turn back to face us no matter where we put it in the room because we would move it because we thought you know uneven floors maybe like the house is tilting maybe something's making a turn no no matter where we put it it would turn and look at us i don't fuck with dolls my dude <laughs> so did the eyes reappear no it just they stayed gone yeah why she got you, rid of it. Okay. She got rid of it after it lost its eyeballs. But <gasps> yeah, no, dude, I don't fuck with dolls. <laughs> There's reasons for my chaos and my madness sometimes, and that's why I don't like dolls. Like, that's not an irrational fear. That is extremely rational, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the doll that killed me in my dreams. I will never forgive you, Rebecca. Of all the names, Rebecca. Rebecca! <laughs> I was expecting something more extravagant. No, nope, it was Rebecca. Wow. 
So we got a big vendetta against dolls yes, prior huge. to this episode. Giant. Prior to this episode. Our story today, my dear friends, is about Anatoly Moskvin. That's a mouthful. Anatoly Moskvin! Also known as the doll maker or the doll collector. He had a couple different nicknames going around Russia when this story came to light. He was known throughout the land to be the ultimate expert on cemeteries. Cemeteries. Cemeteries in his home city of... I'm gonna butcher it because it's Russian. Nihini? That's a word. Novgorod. Those are sounds. Absolutely, Michaela. Good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. Dating back to his childhood, he always had an obsession with the macabre. Strange and unusual things. He was the guy. Right. So, like most of our friend group now? Correct. He just took it a little too far? He he definitely took it too far, but we might kind of see why. So he loved macabre things. He spoke 13 languages. Was a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries. He dubbed himself a necropolist as an expert on the dead and cemeteries, etc. He had an unusual fascination with the occult, etc., etc. Like overall, you're like, I, I. He sounds like someone that I could have good conversation with. Exactly. Sounds like a pretty cool dude. That is until. 2011, when this historian was arrested after the bodies of 29 girls between the ages of 3 and 19 were found mummified in his apartment. His apartment that he shared with his parents. Of course. How did this all start? Alright, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a little curious. I'm a little curious. Yeah, I'm just curious at how he hid 19 mummified bodies. Oh, it's 29. 29 mummified bodies, forgive me, in his parents' apartment without them knowing about it. If I was them, I would have been a wee bit suspicious. Just Doesn't that smell? Like, I understand that mummified bodies are preserved, but those are still dead bodies. That has to smell like something. We be getting into it, I... Okay, okay. So we're gonna dial back the clock a little bit, back to when Anatoly was around the age of eight. So he was a normal little schoolboy. Around our kids' age. A little school thing, when one day he was on his way back home from school when he got abducted and sexually assaulted by a man. Oof. Yeah, so it's like, high-end trauma right there after the incident. So he didn't get kidnapped or anything. The guy let him go. He goes home after this incident. His parents noticed that he started acting really weird. Understandably so, after being abducted and assaulted. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. I believe he did tell his parents what happened. So they knew of the incident, but they thought it would just be best to just leave their eight-year-old kid alone to deal with this trauma on his own. Sweep it under the rug. Pretend like it didn't happen, as a lot of families and parents did, and unfortunately still do. When it comes to trauma. However, it's like, okay, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people deal with this type of trauma. Perhaps he could have been okay. You know, he could have overcome. 
He could have been okay. But then there was another incident later on in his early years, back when he was 13, that kind of set the ball rolling for this whole thing. So he was saying that when he was 13, now, side note, we don't know how accurate this actually is. This is something that he says happened. We don't know whether or not it actually happened. Per his story, he was walking home from school around the age of 13 when a group of black suited kids grabbed him as they were on the way to a funeral of an 11 year old girl named Natasha Petrova. So they dragged him to this funeral and pulled him up to the coffin where they told him to kiss the girl's corpse. Oh my God. He didn't want to do it. He was like, what the heck? This is weird. This is gross. Right. Uh, Rightfully so. And then apparently the grieving mother came up to him and wanted him to also kiss the dead girl. What the fuck? And so... What is going on in Russia? Dude, I don't know. As he was recounting this, he was like, well, it seemed like, you know, I couldn't get out of this because I had these dudes forcing me to. The girl's mother wanted me to. So he... He fell under peer pressure and the pressure of do it and you're cool. Basically, I think in his mindset at the time, it was more like do it and you can leave, you know? So he sha-la-la-la-la kissed the girl. Apparently three times. Why three times? Oh, it gets weirder. It It seems intentional at that point. Like you say you don't want to do it. Like, why don't you just like, you know, peck it and get out of there? Yeah. But, like, to yeah. do it three times, that's intentional. That's just doing the, like, oh, no, like, oh, I, I don't want to do it. And then, like, you absolutely actually do want to do it. Yeah, so as he's recounting this, he said, I kissed her once, then again, then again. Cold and wet and dirty, you're looking mighty purdy. Cold Ethel. After he kissed the dead girl, Natasha's mother came up to him and put a wedding ring on his finger and then also put a wedding ring on the dead girl's corpse ring finger. Oh my god, she's a corpse bride. Yes. Basically thanked him, gave him a basket full of fruit and money, and sent him on his way. I... Thank you for marrying my dead daughter and making out. I don't... Later, Tater. Peace out, Girl Scout. Understand. Crocodile. But... Anatoly says that this was the turning point in his life that led him to be interested in the occult and magic and macabre and death. Well, that's a very intense and extreme introduction, I'd say, you know. I started more on the lighter side with horror movies and books. But, you know, if you just want to jump in entirely into that deep end, you go for it, my guy. I am so sorry. From there, his macabre interests just kind of snowballed, essentially. He started hanging out in cemeteries all the time, which is quite peaceful, might I add. I love... Should not be looked down upon. Our cemetery. Our cemetery is the best cemetery. Our cemetery is the best cemetery, and I miss it. I miss my mid-morning strolls around the cemetery. I mean, we could always do that. We could always do that. I don't live that far. Correct, Mundo. From our cemetery. It's a date. Woo! Woo! 
After this strange incident, Anatoly started studying all things strange. Sorcery, witchcraft, the occult, death rituals, etc. And he even ended up earning an advanced degree in Celtic studies alongside mastering 13 different languages. See, he sounds like a very, very interesting individual with just an extremely fucked up past who just got dealt a hand that was, you know, the worst hand he could have gotten. But in terms of interests and pursuits, like personal pursuits, so far, He sounds like an interesting guy. Exactly. It's just the things that he got up to later on. After he got his degrees, he started roaming from cemetery to cemetery and eventually became a published scholar writing about the historic cemeteries around Russia. And he claims from about 2005 to 2007, he visited more than 752 cemeteries. Kind of cool. It's actually kind of a cool job. really fucking cool. I love exploring old cemeteries, and I think being able to just report on them and, like, the history of them would be an extremely interesting and cool job to have. Exactly. He would go from headstone to headstone in each cemetery, taking detailed notes on each one and the histories of the people that were buried there. So he would walk about 20 miles per day, Sleeping on hay bales and drinking rainwater from puddles. Delicious. I guess. Nutritious. Love that puddle sludge. During the time that Anatoly was going through all these cemeteries, taking notes, delving into the history, he had several published works, as I mentioned earlier, and even was posted in a documentary series entitled Great Walks Around Cemetery. Very to the point with the title. Mm-hmm. I like it. And... Doesn't beat around the bush about what it's going to be about. What the dead said. What well, what did the dead say? Well, you got to read it to find out, apparently. I don't know. Fuck. I know. I'll have to add it to my never-ending to-be-read pile. Interestingly enough, majority of the articles that he had written were backlogged because he wrote so many of them that some of them are actually still being published. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. He even said that he would spend nights sleeping in coffins ahead of someone's funeral. They just left the coffin lying out. He'd sleep in the coffin and said he never felt more rested. Okay, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't also sleep in a casket or a coffin. Like... It just depends on the contents of said casket or coffin before me inhabiting that space. But as someone who enjoys goth culture and vampires and shit, like, for the spooky, for the meme, I would absolutely sleep in a casket. I totally would. I couldn't close it because claustrophobia and, like, fear of suffocating is not the vibe, but, like... You could just chill in I it. could have an open casket sleep. You know, it sounds it's, kind of refreshing. Straighten out your spine a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I would only notice it when I'm awake. Nice! <laughs> nice. I try. I try. <laughs> These are the details that lead us up to 2009. In 2009, locals began to discover 
graves of their loved ones being desecrated. Sometimes just completely dug up, other times desecrated. I didn't realize this was happening as recently as 2009. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No. Oh, oh. We'll get into it. Oh my lord. There okay. are pieces of this case being discussed right now. Jesus. But I will get Flocking into that. Christ. The locals also noticed that all these graves that were being dug up and desecrated were that of young children, predominantly young girls. Yeah, that's horrifying. Mm -hmm. The police started to look into it, trying to figure out what was going on. They had a couple detectives on it, but for nearly two years, all their leads came up empty. Graves kept turning up empty, the police were empty, and no one could figure out why or what was happening. Wow, police not being able to do their jobs? Shocker! But see, here's the thing. Anatoly was stopped numerous times in grave sites. However, he had his credentials as a historian of cemeteries. So it's so that guy gave him a right to grave rob and dig up graves. They didn't catch him in the act. They just caught him roaming. They just would see this guy day after day, the same guy wandering around cemeteries, hanging out there late at night. They questioned him numerous times, but every his alibi was kind of solid. He had a reason to be in the cemetery and they didn't have any evidence to dig further. That's when you post someone at the cemetery 24 hours a day, round the clock. You have someone always fucking watching. That's how you catch a guy. It's a cemetery. The cemetery's not gonna up and like move. It's not gonna change. So just keep people there and you'll catch him way faster. It's like, nah, we're only gonna patrol during these hours. And then during the night, we're not gonna look at all. Shoddy police work, definitely. I would say though, although I'm not advocating because in most of these cases, the police work is absolutely terrible. However, I will say in the defense of the police in this case, just to play devil's advocate, he dug up these corpses from graves all over Russia. So there wasn't necessarily a pattern to these specific graves. It was just the type of grave. You know, there was a bit of a pattern, but location-wise, not really. So they didn't have a lot to go on. They didn't have a lot to go on. It wasn't until 2011, they started hearing reports of Muslim graves being desecrated. They were led to a cemetery and they found someone painting over the pictures of dead Muslims, but not damaging anything. However, this was enough to make them suspicious. You know, they see this guy around all the time and hmm, these dead bodies just keep not popping up where they should be. Even though this was circumstantial evidence, it gave them enough evidence to therefore follow him home and get a search warrant. I just find it so fucking funny that in the United States, Damien Eccles, for instance, got sent to prison for decades for liking metal music and having long hair. But this dude in Russia, mm -hmm. who's like a professor in the occult and hangs out in cemeteries, is barely a suspect when bodies from the cemeteries he's seen in go missing. Mm -hmm. Two years. Two years worth of circumstantial evidence, essentially. Continue. <laughs> By the time that he was caught, he was 45 years old, okay? 
So he'd been at this for a while. It is undetermined whether these were the only dolls he ever made. It's also undetermined how long he had been making. The authorities followed him to his apartment, which he shared with his parents. 45 years old, still living in mama's basement. Not great, but you know, you do what you gotta do. You get by how you gotta get by. The authorities started looking around his apartment and other than... Gorgeous. Yeah. Sing me the song of my people. <laughs> I can't burp on demand. <laughs> That's literally all I got. <laughs> I will train you in the ways of the belch. <laughs> As the police were looking around his apartment, at first they didn't really notice anything strange other than the fact that this dude was a serious fucking pack rat. He had piles of shit everywhere. So like textbook hoarder. Textbook hoarder. Predominantly nothing too gross, mostly just books and papers, yada yada. He's a historian, what do you expect? They noticed that he had these really, really, really fucking creepy life-size dolls hanging around his house. And at first they're just like, okay, it's a freak with a doll fetish. All right, all right. That's freaky in and of itself. Like, the they started looking closer at the dolls and noticed that all the dolls had their faces covered with cloth. Sometimes there was makeup or a face drawn over the top, but that was all the dolls. None of them had like actual doll faces. faces. Right. They then also started noticing that all the hands were covered as well. As they looked closer, they realized that these were not dolls at all. They were in fact human children bodies. <laughs> that is so fucking gross. Oh my god. No oh, thank but, you. But the icing on the cake? I don't like cake. As they moved some of these bodies, some of them played music. What the fuck kind of bullshit? He no. embedded music boxes in the rib cage. He turned them into like human music several, box dolls. Several of these dolls. Yeah. Oh my god. On top of the bodies, there were also photographs and plaques that he had taken from the tombstones of these children. He also had doll making manuals and maps of local cemeteries all over the apartment. They better have arrested this motherfucker, I swear to God, if they just let him go again. Hold your horses, hold your horses. On top of the music boxes they found to be embedded inside some of these dolls, they also found toys inside the bodies Why? that would, like squeaky toys, so they would make sounds if he uh, squeezed them or touched them. Oh! Oh my god, like my skin is crawling. I hate this. <laughs> One of the dolls had a piece of her own gravestone with her name on it inside of her body. It's just a bunch of pinatas at this point. Another body had the hospital tag with the date and cause of the girl's death stuffed inside. And another one just had a dried human heart. Jesus, it's like extreme blind bags. What well, you gonna get? He also admitted that he would 
oftentimes stuff the bodies with rags or other things so that when the body decomposed, it wouldn't collapse. It would maintain shape. Yeah. He would wrap nylon tights around their faces and insert buttons or toys into the girl's eye sockets so that they could watch cartoons with him. Isn't it fun? He took too much inspiration from Coraline. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He claimed that he mostly loved all of his girls. That's what he would call them, his girls. Oh, no, not the girls. Although he did say that there were some dolls that were in the garage that he grew to dislike. He was found with 29 of these quote-unquote dolls. However, it's, again, uncertain if these were the only ones he had ever made. He said that the reason why he did this, so he did get arrested just to put that, he did get arrested. Thank fuck. There is a silver lining. <laughs> oh no, I'm speaking too you're soon. You're so I? optimistic. It's a downfall of mine, honestly. I'm like painfully optimistic. He claimed that the reason why he dug up these children is because he was lonely. He was single, and his biggest dream in life was to have children. Gross. He tried children. he tried to adopt children, but the Russian adoption agency wouldn't let him. Fucking wonder why, my dude. I mean, they said it was because he didn't make enough money as a professor, but thank goodness. Yeah, unhinged. <laughs> he did not make enough money to adopt live children. And Anatoly also stated that the reason why he did this was because the parents of these children buried them and left them out in the cold. They abandoned their children. And therefore, he thought it was a good idea to dig them up and bring them home and warm them up. They are dead. They are dead bodies. On top of the fact that he thought that the parents abandoned their children by, you know, burying their dead children, he being interested in the occult, was just waiting for science and magic to catch up so he could reanimate these dead bodies. He would go to these cemeteries when he would see an obituary for a young child. He would sleep next to the grave or on top of the grave and communicate with the spirit of the child. And if the child wanted to be resurrected, he would then dig up the body, stuff it, yada yada, until the day came that he could then reanimate the corpse. He claims that he never took a body that did not consent to it. They're dead! Consent is out the fucking window, my dude! Oh my god. The audacity of this bitch. Mm -hmm. You want to know how he mummified them? I don't want, I like, I do, but I don't, you know? <laughs> Basically, just, just <laughs> he would use the whole salt and baking soda trick and just kept doing that until they were shrivelly and preserved. So I was expecting something more extravagant and I was really excited to find out how he actually mummified these he bodies. He just did it Branzino method. Basically. Yeah, encasing them in yeah. salt. He would also celebrate the birthdays of his dolls. 
He would make them food, buy them ice cream. Aw. I don't think he took them to the movies, though. That would have been real fucking weird. I kind of wish he would. Maybe he would have been caught sooner. Right? His parents claim that they knew nothing of the true origins of his dolls. His mom was quoted saying, We saw these dolls, but we did not suspect there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and didn't see anything wrong with it. Like, how do you just ignore the fact that your son is bringing home corpses? All in all, the authorities discovered 29 life-size dolls in his apartment. They ranged in age from three to 19. One of the corpses he kept, they were able to date, that he kept it for nearly nine years. Holy fuck. So boy was at this for a for while. A long ass while. The Russian media took to calling him the Lord of the Mummies. It's okay. kind of fun. But here's the thing. Media needs to stop giving these horrible people fun names because it just encourages the behavior. Give him a horrible name that makes him feel bad about himself <laughs> and maybe he'll want to stop. But if you give him a fun name, he's going to be like, off. Oh, Hell yeah, that's me. I did that. Like, that's the problem with the media, is they always give these horrible people cool-ass nicknames, and that just empowers them even further. Like, don't you think that when Richard Ramirez was starting to be called the Night Stalker, he ate that shit up? Well, yeah, it's Richard Ramirez. He had... Every... He had an ego complex to begin with. I feel like most killers have to have some sort of complex That's to begin true. with. I mean, at least... Technically, he's not a killer. I was he's say. just a taxidermist and a really bad one. Real bad one. But at least our boy technically was not a murderer. He was just a grave robber, etc. Depending think... on who you ask, victimless crime. I just think Lord of the Mummies is, is lacking. I think the doll maker is creepier. Way creepier. Lord of the Mummies sounds like a sequel to The Mummy that flopped at the box office. Agreed. But it can't nearly be bad as The Scorpion King. Oh my god. That CGI is probably oh! some of the worst CGI that I've seen in a movie. And like, don't get me wrong, I love shitty movies. I love movies with bad CGI, but they need to acknowledge the fact that the CGI is bad. Like, give me Llamageddon, because they're not trying to be something big and amazing. They know what they are, but the Scorpion King was following one of the best movies, mm -hmm. and, like, you had better technology. I just, I don't understand. Bet you're wondering about the neighbors, though. They were honestly shocked. You don't say. They said the historian was just a quiet guy and his parents were nice, etc. They did mention that they did notice from time to time a rancid smell emanating from the apartment, but they just kind of chalked it up to the stink of something that rots in basements. Pretty common, I suppose, to this area. You just got a funky smell in house. I've never been to Russia, so I can't. I yeah, I don't know what this, what Russian basements smell like exactly, but I would just think that if you know there are bodies miss going missing from cemeteries in your town, and then you smell a rotting smell emanating from your neighbor's house, 
Maybe you just phone it in just to be on the safe side. Anonymous tip. Just right. Come on. Be like, hey, welfare check? I don't know. Something smells a little bit funky over yonder ways. And that's the other thing, too. These grave robbings were reported in the local newspapers and news channels. This was something that was going on in the whole territory. Right. People knew about this, and yeah. that's why the bystander effect is so crazy to me, because everyone will think, oh, someone mm. else will handle this, and then no one handles it. In the end, Anatoly Moskvin was arrested, Woo! put away. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Checks out. And sentenced to time in a psychiatric ward following his sentence. However, recently, as of September 2018, more recently in 2021 and 2022, this year, it has been put up for trial on whether or not he could be released as long as he had psychiatric treatment at home. Which, you know, I think isn't entirely unfair because as we said earlier he didn't commit any murders he, he didn't harm anybody he defiled corpses which is absolutely fucking wrong of him to do but with a schizophrenia diagnosis going untreated i don't think that it's necessarily an awful idea to give him a second chance in the world after getting treatment as long as he's continuing to get treatment and being under close watch maybe well that would be the other part of the conditions for which him to be released would be constant surveillance he would have to live with a family member that actually paid attention to him unlike his parents on the flip side of that though he did mention that he loved his girls, AKA the dolls. And if he were ever to be released, he would just find them again and dig them up. No, then don't release him. If he's reformed and actively working through his mental health issues and realizing that what he did wasn't right, that's different. Give him another chance. But if he's just going to continue to uh, dig up graves and defile young girls' corpses, then no? Why is that even a question? And that is exactly what the parents of the children say. And I kind of don't blame And that is where our tale of the doll maker leaves us today. Really quick, I would like to acknowledge my sources. An article on medium.com titled The Dollhouse of Human Corpses. Article by Nikki Young. A documentary series which you can find on Amazon or Tubi called The Dollmaker, as well as an additional article that I found on allthatsinteresting.com. Very reputable sources. Thank you, my friends, for joining us today on another episode of Creeptology, the podcast. As always, it's been a pleasure and a fright. You can follow us on Instagram at Creeptology Podcast. Email us any listener stories, questions, concerns, or ideas for future topics at creeptologypodcast at gmail.com and listen to new episodes every other Thursday anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, little parasites, stay spooky.